When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are recording with Miss Claire Lopez on Friday, August 11th, 2023 at 421 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, obviously, Claire's been on here a trillion times before. You can go into the description and find all things Miss Lopez. But um, I believe w- one of the uh, topics suggested, and we can always bounce around, is the is the 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 Chinese bio lab found in Fresno, California. So to just jump immediately into it. Yeah. What, what what all is it? What happened? Where is it now? Sure. So I'm I'm pulling off my uh, my notes over here. Um let let me preface this by saying that this incident, this this biolab discovery in the um Fresno, California area seems to me just one part of like like a full court press by China at the moment in many ways and we can maybe talk about some of these other things too um the aggression uh off in the south china sea for example water cannon being used against philippine um boats uh, vessels in in the south china sea uh, international waters um that china wants to claim for its own uh, so more aggressive posturing out there in the in the far east um this lab of course this bio lab that we'll talk about here um, but also, you know, some other things like um, the, uh, you know, the Chinese uh, military aged, uh, military looking men, we've talked about this before, coming up, uh, you know, uh, from South America through the Darien Gap and on up to and across our southern border. Uh, the establishment uh, on the island of Cuba of not just a Chinese intelligence listening post, but apparently now also um, to be established a joint military training facility there between the Chinese and the uh, communist Cubans. And then the last thing um, that we should probably touch on uh, is the arrest of these two Navy sailors this past week who are accused of spying for China and passing over to Chinese intelligence uh, sensitive um, military uh, secrets. Um, these two are uh, of Chinese uh, descent. They were born and raised in China, then came to the United States, became citizens somehow in the United States, and then not only joined the Navy, but they were allowed to have um, top secret security clearances. So uh, that on the espionage front, I guess you would say. So I mean, it seems to me like there are an awful lot of incidents lately in different spheres. You know, the military or the naval out in the South China Sea, espionage with the Navy sailors, uh, and then uh, BW, question mark, uh, for this lab in uh, Fresno, California. What? What is the, I'm just trying to think of the value of it, 
of them having one in California. I mean, if you want to do bioweapons research, I imagine you'd want to do it in your own secure lab. Yeah. And then once you had whatever product you were creating, you, you don't need a forward operating lab. You would just release. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I take your point exactly. And, and this place, as discovered, located in some old broken down warehouse was a complete sloppy mess, not a functioning professional uh, safety protocol adhering kind of a, a laboratory at all. Um, what caught my attention is that uh, this lab apparently uh, was uh, in existence since last October 2022. Um, I, I'm sorry, no, it, this particular one uh, in Fresno since October of 2022. But the company and its predecessor that, that this lab belonged to, uh, which originally was called Universal Meditech Inc., was licensed by the state of California on March 20th, 2019. Four days later, that would be March 24th, 2019, Governor Gavin Newsom's Office of Business and Economic Development allowed a tax credit allocation of $360,000 to Universal Meditech. Oh, and yes, the, the CEO, uh, of Universal Meditech, Zhao Yang Wang. Um, now, Universal Meditech apparently suffered a fire and subsequently bankruptcy um, in October of 2022 when it was, I guess, transferred or taken over by uh, Prestige Biotech. Not even registered in the state of California, as I understand it, I think it was registered in Nevada. Um, and that's when this particular facility, this lab, was moved into the warehouse uh, in a town called Reedley, uh, which is a county um, of Fresno town, a small town, 25,000 uh, people. Um, and oh, by the way, the biotech, uh, uh, prestige biotech owner is named Shi uh, Chin Yao, if I'm pronouncing that right, I hope. Shi Chin Yao. Um, uh, but that person lives in China. Um, so the reason that this place was discovered apparently in the first place is that some alert, I guess, um, maybe public health uh, employee of the state of California, not quite sure, but noticed a hose running out of, I guess, the back door, maybe, of this warehouse that shouldn't have been there. And that led to um, an investigation uh, which took place uh, in March, March of this year, 2023. And uh, the, then the bio lab was discovered. Now, March, June, July, uh, as I count, it was at least four, more than four months ago. Um, what was going on during those four months that this story never, ever made it uh, to the public media, to the public at large? Investigation, I hope so. Yeah, probably. Um, apparently, that is what was going on. And I, I, as I understand it, um, the reason this came to attention uh, of the public is that some enterprising journalists uh, discovered a court filing, some kind of a court document, and that led them to look into it further. Yeah, I'd imagine you'd want to surveil it and at least see what's going in, what's going out. But it's, it's just, it's just odd. In, in terms of the yeah. the 
the full court press. What was the 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 water hose? What was for in, in the South China Sea? Not the hose out of the back door, but you said the fire hose or water hose. Oh, oh, right. I was talking about a Chinese naval vessel in yeah. the South China Sea that turned a water hose against a Philippine vessel there in international waters, trying to uh, intimidate it, uh, push it out of the waters. Uh, not completely clear, but obviously aggressive. Yeah. So. Water uh, cannon, maybe, is the better way to put it. Yeah. Using a water cannon against the Philippine uh, vessel. So in terms of full court press, and then can you can you go more into the sailors, the two of the U.S. the U.S. Yeah. Navy? So um, and, and I'd like to come back to the lab. Because oh yeah, sure. There's more to say about that. Oh, yeah, but yeah, please keep let, going. Well, all right. Well, let, we'll finish with the lab first. Okay. Then we'll do the sailors, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, as um, the the media now uh, is getting a hold of details and reporting about this bio lab in Fresno County, California, um, apparently. And there are photographs now online of this place, a complete, complete sloppy mess. There were vials and tubes and Petri dishes and bottles uh, of, of things all over, strewn about the tables, the, uh, the shelves, the floor uh, of this place. It, it was in terrible uh, condition, obviously not meeting any kind of, that's a bug flying, any kind of, uh, you know, safety protocols uh, at even some kind of a minimal level, uh, apparently, when uh, investigated from uh, last, last March of uh, 2023. Um, but of the things that apparently were discovered and now being reported uh, in the media, discovered there, potentially infectious bacterial and viral agents, including chlamydia, E. coli, streptococcus pneumonia, hepatitis B and C, herpes, rubella, malaria, and a bunch of vials that contained unlabeled fluids. Doesn't sound good. I don't know if the labels were torn off, uh, maybe as staff fled when they realized they had been discovered. I j just don't know that answer. Um, but the other thing that was found there were nearly a thousand, over 900 mice. Hmm. Now, a bio lab might be expected to have mice. And uh, I was, uh, you know, talking with uh, our friend, Li Meng Yan, uh, our virologist friend who um, fled out of uh, the WHO lab in Hong Kong, um, in, uh, in the, the Hong Kong University campus where that lab was located. She fled back in mid-2020. Well, asking her about this lab, just what does this strike you as? And the first thing she noted was about the mice. And the fact that many bio labs, including where she was working in the WHO lab in Hong Kong, um, have mice for uh, experiments. And um, she said, though, that they're very expensive, that they may cost as much as the equivalent of $80 a piece. And then, of course, there's the maintenance, the upkeep, the, the feeding, the caring uh, for these animals. Um, but but in this bio lab is discovered um well over a hundred, I think it was some number near 200 of the mice were dead already. And others um, apparently not well taken care of in, in, in poor health, but also discovered 
to have been uh, genetically modified to become, as they call, humanized mice. That is, with the um, genetically modified ACE2 receptors. Remember, we've talked about this. ACE2 uh, is a protein enzyme. It's angiotensin-converting enzyme uh, that lines the epithelial cells of our respiratory system, and that's the avenue of uh, approach uh, for the coronavirus, the SARS-CoV-2. That's how it gets in and latches on to our respiratory system. Well, the mice had been genetically modified, humanized, uh, to have that trait, that uh, ACE2 receptor uh, genetic trait, in other, in other words, to, to use as, uh, you know, for experimentation on infectiousness of uh, SARS-CoV-2, the coronavirus. So there was that. Um, and, and what we were tossing back and forth as I was, as I was talking with Li Meng is that, um, you know, she said when, when, when a lab, you know, a, a, a respectable, uh, you know, professional lab buys mice, the first thing they do is make sure that they've separated the male and the female mice. Maybe, just maybe in this case, they didn't spend $80 a piece on a thousand mice but perhaps they bought a smaller number and failed to separate the males from the females and maybe the mice just went wild breeding yeah and that's how you got to those huge numbers nothing else really makes sense about the mice but the fact that they were humanized mice with the ace 2 receptor uh that's troubling um and uh unfortunately after the testing uh by the california health authorities the remaining mice did have to be euthanized so uh, the point here, though, being that this lab was just a sorry mess from beginning to end, including these poor little mice, um, and um, not professional, not not a professional lab. Um, you know, speculation, maybe they were creating uh, coronavirus test kits, maybe there were pregnancy test kits being developed there, just not certain at all. And there's no real word in the media that I can find yet, anyway, um, about any people who, researchers or scientists who might have been, you know, present inside of that bio lab. Did they all flee before the authorities got there, knowing that the authorities were coming, um, tipped off? Uh, no word about anybody from inside or whether or how they could be uh, questioned. So, so that part is missing. Uh, but the Chinese connections are are pretty clear, uh, not just the ownership, as as we mentioned before, with the CEO, um, but also uh, other officials of the company, uh, Prestige, that is, um, like their CPA, uh, Certified Public Accountant, also uh, Chinese national living in China. Um, so uh, a lot of questions still going on with this lab and uh you know what it was for what they were doing what the intent was but bottom line this was not a a a, um, a certified it was not regulated it was not a professional facility in any way shape or form i still just can't wrap my head around the purpose of doing it in the united states yeah. Is. Uh, yeah i mean and and the question has to be are there others like this Probably. how many yeah where are they what are they really doing with all these different pathogens, you know, by bacterial and virological uh, viral agents, you know, uh, strewn about the place? 
what was that for? Um, just more questions now than, than we have answers, but not good. Hmm. Um, when you said a, a full court press, is that so like one thing we've obviously talked about a million times is unrestricted warfare and really what yeah. China has been doing for decades. Yeah. Is, how, how is it a full court press in relation well, to that? Is it has it been jumped up a notch or is it just more? I mean, what, what I mean is the volume uh, and the variety of the kinds yeah. of uh, the offensive. Right. So I talked about those. um you know, Chinese naval vessels uh, acting aggressively in the South China Sea. We've got these overflights of Taiwan by Chinese uh, fighter jets constantly. Uh, so that's that's one aspect of it. The other aspect, uh, we mentioned the migrants of um, possible uh, Chinese special forces, so-called jungle tigers, uh, coming on up, um, you know, uh, through Central America, Mexico, and across and in the U.S. border into the United States, so that's migration, uh, illegal. Uh, and then we've got uh, the bio lab that we just talked about. There, we're in the territory of biological warfare, maybe. And then finally, we'll get to uh, these Navy um, sailors just recently arrested. And there, you've got traditional kinds of espionage. So look at the variety of the kinds of of attacks. Um, you know traditional military, uh, naval, out in the South China Sea, uh, biological warfare with, with the biolab, espionage with the Navy uh, sailors, um, migration not usually thought of maybe as an unrestricted, uh, you know, category of warfare, but but there it is. Um, so, uh, yeah, that that's what I mean. It's It's not just the variety of the kinds of attacks that we may not as Westerners, Americans even, necessarily have thought about previously as part of warfare. But you read Unrestricted Warfare, the Chinese military manual, and it's all in there. Yeah, any kind of these, you know, these various types of, of, of activities, assaults, act attacks, really, uh, part of Unrestricted Warfare. And then the fact, so the different variety, and then I, I would say the, p the pace, of the of the of the attacks, the simultaneousness of all these things happening kind of at once, and it seems to be very much in a ramped up uh, manner. So that's why I called it a full court press. Okay, so same old unrestricted warfare, but it's yeah, it's been dialed up in relation to what's been going seems on for the past several. So yeah, so then big picture, what is that? Is it is it are we are we looking at the the early pre days of of war is this going to flood into Taiwan? Well, I mean, here's here's the thing. Um, the Chinese regime, the Chinese Communist Party regime of Beijing, literally oh, openly, the, yeah, they've been at war with war us. War against yeah. us in May of 2019 in a, an issue of the Xinhua um, uh, CCP a propaganda media out out uh, outlet online. Um, so in their minds, they've been at war with us uh, for quite a while. But again, because our people, even our military, our national security um, people, maybe have never even read Unrestricted Warfare, I don't know, uh, but certainly seem not to have digested what it means, they may not even yet recognize any one or all of these different things 
as part of warfare that's already going on. We are at war with China right now. Um, it's not always kinetic. In the South China Sea or the overflights over Taiwan, yes, that, that's kinetic, that's military. Uh, but these other things that we're talking about, the illegal migration, the jungle tigers, uh, the Navy sailors arrested for, uh, accused of uh, espionage, uh, the biolab, um, those are different categories. But we need to begin thinking about those as warfare, because that's how the Chinese Communist Party thinks of them. Well, sure. And that's, you know, that's how I think you and I have talked about it. And so General Spalding refers to it. But I guess also, may, yeah. maybe more, and I guess so for the traditional person who's not plugged into it all the time is are we gearing up for kinetic war? It... Can I read you a short paragraph yeah. uh, from Unrestricted Warfare? You just reminded me of this. This paragraph um, is on the page that precedes the page in the book that has that whole long list of different categories of warfare. You know, the one that says atomic warfare, diplomatic warfare, financial warfare, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so the page before that has this paragraph. So listen, the American military is naturally inadequately prepared to deal with this type of enemy psychologically in terms or measures, and especially as regards military thinking and the methods of operation derived from this. This is because they have never taken into consideration and have even refused to consider means that are contrary to tradition and to select measures of operation other than military means. This is what General Spaulding understands so well and has talked about, as you say, as you referenced. We just don't think like they think. So then that's it. So what are we going to see then? So let's look at the things that we are starting to see apparent, because all the things of unrestricted warfare are things you do because they're asymmetric and they don't mm -hmm, necessarily mm -hmm. lend themselves to the idea of it's not your classical Russia invading a sovereign nation. Yeah, troops, tanks, ships, and planes. Yeah. yeah. But... Although it could get to that, and already is in some measure in the East China the, Sea, East Asia uh, area of operations. That is the inevitable end. Like the warfare will eventually escalate to that if you were to go take physical area. Is that what we're going to, or is that what we are already seeing with flyovers of uh, Taiwan? Well, certainly there are uh, all kinds of measures being directed at Taiwan right now. Uh, you and the audience may know that Taiwan will have presidential elections uh, next year in 2024. The current president, Tsai, uh, is ineligible to run again. Uh, and so um, a candidate from her party, uh, his ang anglicized name is William Lai, L-A-I, I think it is, Lai, uh, is running uh, on, on behalf of the governing party right now of, of Taiwan. Um, but at the same time, there's a competing party, uh, which is um, the Kuomintang party, and that is the uh, successor or the descendant party from the original um, forces of Chiang Kai-shek, who, of course, as we know, fled uh, the Chinese mainland as Mao Zedong and the communists were taking over in 1949. And they went to Taiwan. And this party, the Kuomintang party, is uh, 
the lineal uh, descendant of, of, of those, those uh, people. But uh, what's important to notice here is that, uh, let's look at, again, another means of warfare. It's propaganda warfare. It's infiltration warfare, co-option. And um, it, the Kuomintang Party in, in Taiwan might be surprising to those you know, watching and listening, but uh, it's, um, to me at least, surprisingly sympathetic to reaching some kind of accommodation with the Chinese Communist Party. So that's another way of, you know, infiltration and uh, suborning uh, of, of Taiwan from the inside. Never mind cyber assault, cyber threats. Uh, so, so, I mean, there are many ways um, for an attack uh, against Taiwan uh, to, to, I guess, accelerate. It's already taking place. Of course, for example, we saw uh, the blockade of China, uh, I think that was what, earlier this year, right? When, um, uh, or before the time when then uh, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, um, when she was still Speaker, uh, and I, I'm sorry, uh, she was she was Speaker, uh, yeah, she was Speaker of the House, I think it goes back to last year, as a matter of fact, late, probably 2022. Anyway, she took a trip. She took a trip um, over to Taiwan. And uh, of course, the uh, Chinese Communist Party, you know, uh, lost their minds over this. And remember, they they uh, formed a blockade around the island of Taiwan. Now, Taiwan has a number of lesser islands around it too, but the mainland, the main island of Taiwan, was surrounded. Um, one way of demonstrating, again, how an attack against Taiwan could be conducted, because Taiwan depends uh, nearly 100% on imports of food and fuel for its survival. And uh, and so that was that was one way. Now, uh, William, as I'm calling him, Lai, um, the candidate um, for the presidency in the race in Taiwan next year, uh, is due to uh, visit um, the United States. Well, they're losing their minds again. Um, and uh, so it's this kind of constant pressure coming from all kinds of different directions, um, that that is the the characteristic, the defining characteristic of the war phase, maybe that we're in right now. But never mistake, it is war right now. It's just there are different phases of it, and um, you know different tactics being uh, trotted out. Is China present in uh, Niger? Um. China has a presence in West Africa, certainly. Niger is one of those places. Um, and in particular, because a lot of these countries, uh, you can think of places like Mali, um, Nigeria, um, Sierra Leone, uh, Gabon, other places, have rich deposits of scarce minerals, the kind of minerals uh, that are needed, like cobalt, like lithium, uh, to make electric batteries that could go into electric vehicles. And uh, China wants to dominate that market. Uh, Afghanistan also, by the way, is quite rich in these kinds of minerals. Um, and so it is, uh, China is, is, is moving in to, to all of these places, um, but it's not to help out or you know uh, accelerate the development of these countries and their people. Uh, it's to gain control over strategic assets like these minerals. Doesn't it more and more seem like 
we're kind of in another Cold War. Ukraine, Taiwan, Niger, Russia, China, America, kind of proxies. Well, some of the wars already are hot, obviously yeah. Ukraine. Uh, Niger, of course, which just uh, suffered a military coup d'etat, removing the president. And uh, now you've got the um, the African nation coalition called ECOWAS, which is Economic Community of West African States, ECOWAS. Um making noises, talking mostly, so far as I can see, about compelling uh, Niger to uh, return its proper president to office and remove uh, the coup plotters. Um, you know, so uh, these these are kinetic. I mean, these places are, you know, kinetic warfare. China, as we've said again, in the East Asia region, kinetic as well sometimes. Um, but but these other kinds of activities, the Belt and Road Initiative, for example, mm -hmm. which is all over the Western Hemisphere, Latin America and the Caribbean, um, that is uh, another kind of uh, projection of power and influence. Uh, in this case, uh, would be trade and commercial uh, tr influence, um, you know, and then you've got traditional espionage, the naval sailors, the Navy sailors, um, and... Um, you know, biological warfare with uh, this lab in Fresno, California, and we haven't mentioned it, but how about chemical warfare um, flooding America with fentanyl um, that kills something around a hundred over a hundred thousand Americans per year. That's that's serious um, warfare, killing that many Americans every single year with chemical warfare. That is the synthetic opioid fentanyl without deploying a single troop tank ship or plane hmm so then at what point if there is a point do we kind of stop bullshitting around and just call it what it is and call it war and meet them kinetically is well, that i mean the, this is, that is the inevitable uh, end you know this this is part of why uh general spaulding mm -hmm. um retired uh, from the Air Force. He could not get this concept through to the military uh, command, uh, to the Pentagon, to the Department of, Department of Defense, and he thought he could do a better job, and he probably is, on the outside of the Pentagon Department of Defense with his two books that he's written so far. I've read both of them. It's excellent. Um, but he understands this. Uh, but getting through to those who are either already in the category of elite capture, we've talked about that before, or just thoroughly and completely compromised, like the current uh, occupant of the White House and his family, or other senior level uh, politicians, uh, or, um, you know, companies, firms, Wall Street, uh, public health. Uh, the NIH, the NIAID, the CDC, the FDA. Um, we could go on and on. Entertainment, Hollywood, media, social media, uh, sports. Um, the only way it can happen uh, that we stand up to this offensive, this unrestricted warfare uh, from China, from the Chinese Communist Party, is different leadership, uh, first and foremost, um, in Washington, D.C., and then some of those other uh, areas, institutions of our society, uh, can also be moved in the right direction. 
but not now. I guess I tend to believe that there's complicity. Not, I think a lot of, you know, people are thick-headed and arrogant, but it's the very, the very topic or idea of unrestricted warfare. It's not a difficult thing to grasp. It takes five minutes to wrap your head around. So when you look at someone like General Spaulding that cannot get the White House or the Pentagon or DOD or whatever to, to shift their thinking. It's uh, not so easy. It really isn't. Okay. When you've got, you know, fixed um, ideation, you know, built on perhaps decades of uh, training, indoctrination, even experience, it's it's pretty hard, maybe nigh on to impossible to shift that thinking. And worse yet, when some of those leading figures are co-opted, themselves suborned by various methods to the CCP, the PLA. Hmm. Yeah, maybe it is that. Yeah, I guess I just tend to look at it as... No, to logical people like you and me and our, our listeners, our viewers, uh, this seems like, well, it, duh. Uh, this is what they're doing. This is what we need to do to counter it. Let's go. Yeah. But that's not the way it is when the enemy has already infiltrated and co-opted so many of the top levels of our societal institutions, the ones I just named before. So then where does this realistically go? Does it go kinetic or does it just go out not with a bang, but just a fizzle, just continued. Well, I mean, as far as Taiwan is concerned, I mean, it very well could go. No, I mean, I mean, America, and certainly in the window of time, you know, when the CCP views leadership in Washington, D.C. to be uh, weak, co-opted um, pile of limp spaghetti. Yeah, um, that could very well go kinetic there. Yeah. Now, we've we've seen just recently again the past week. Uh, joint exercises, naval exercises of the Chinese and the Russians off the Aleutian Islands, and even, I think, as I heard, uh, across territorial boundaries uh, up by Alaska. So they're, again, pushing the boundaries, pushing, pushing. Hmm. Uh, a miscalculation could make it go kinetic very quickly at some point, or um, they could continue, they, the CCP, could continue um, with what has been so successful up until now, uh, which is the unrestricted warfare, you know, full panoply of, of different kinds of warfare and measures that have so rotted our societal institutions to the core sometimes. Hmm. Well, I don't know if I really have a positive spin on any of this. It might be because it's the end of the week and my, my brain's cooked, but that well, of... I, 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 yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, and I'm sorry to, you know, top off the week here no. with, um, you know, this, no, this mode of negativity, but that it is what it is. Um, and, you know, the, the thing that we have to take from this, though, is that thanks to you, thanks to other radio shows and TV programs, uh, videos and documentaries like ours at defendtheborder.org, um, and, uh, you know, films such as Sound of Freedom in the theaters nowadays, um, our own documentary film at defendtheborder.org, uh, Death County and the River of Broken Dreams. All of this, I think, is contributing in a very good and positive way to helping the American people uh, to see and understand things that just weren't apparent 
uh, to them much before this. Hmm. So that's a good thing. You look at it that way. Okay, I'll, I will. I will, I will try to. Um, but Miss Lopez, I know this is a shorter episode, so let's wrap this one up. And um, yeah, look forward to getting back to our, our regularly scheduled programming on Thursdays. Sounds good to me. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much, Tommy. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Please go into the description. Please go follow Claire on Twitter. Please go check out our writing. Please go check out the website. And um, as always, thank you for your time. Guys, thank you so much. Much love. Recording stuff. God bless. Peace. Catch